0: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 27 of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful uh, I think this is coming out on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's start with some sponsor though. Today we, uh, we got laurenzotti.coffee. I know everyone's shocked. Uh, the best Italian coffee I've ever had delivered directly to your door. Uh, use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And of course, TopLobsta.com, where you can get this wonderful Tower Gang shirt uh, in the style of Tetris. Use BTC at checkout, and you also get a 10% discount. Top is the man. He does everything by hand. If you've seen our thumbnails, he is the one that brings the magic to the page. And of course, AnthemPlanning.com for all your wonderful emergency and crisis planning needs. Amy lapore is amazing. We've had her on the show. Uh, they are doing a job that the government sucks at for a much better price and more efficiently. So definitely check them out if you get the chance at AnthemPlanning.com. So we got a pretty cool show for you today. Uh, I have a pretty cool guest. She is the uh, an ambassador for Turning Point USA, uh, a Prager You stand from what I what I understand. Uh, pretty staunch capitalist and paleo libertarian. Her name is Isabella Riley. How are you doing today, ma'am?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, you know, I can't complain. I can't complain. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Uh, yeah, anyway. same here.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: of course. It got a little dicey there, but, uh, but we figured it out, so... Um... Why don't you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to to liberty? And uh, you know, obviously, you're a conservative and you work with inside the Republican Party. um, And you know, probably our stories are a little bit different, but everyone's got a story about their journey to, to liberty. So, what was it that brought you here specifically?
1: So I don't call myself a conservative anymore. Um, it's pretty disgusting. But um, so I grew up. So my father has always been a libertarian. And I always say um, I pretty much was raised. He like always talked about Ron Paul and Rand, uh, Ayn Rand. So I, my father was Ron Paul. My mother was pretty much Ayn Rand. I mean, he literally has an Ayn Rand face tattoo on his leg, like her portrait, like this big. And I didn't even realize it was her until a couple years ago. And I was just sitting on our back porch and I was like, wait. After, like, binge-watching Ayn Rand videos, I was like, is that Ayn Rand? And he was like, I can't believe you never knew. And she has a little, like, money symbol tattooed on her face. It's amazing. So I've always pretty much been a libertarian. But I kind of I like, – I did like Donald Trump for the exact opposite reason that most conser- conservatives that like do. So most conservatives will say, I like his policies, but, you know, his rhetoric, his tweets, I can't – I don't like that. I am the opposite. I love his rhetoric. I love his harsh tweets. The worst tweets are my favorite tweets. His policies – É... I'm more of a libertarian, so he was big government. You can't deny that. But I loved what I loved about him the most was that he was like the manifestation of a middle, like a middle finger to the political establishment, to like the leftists, to liberal elite. And I can't stand them. I've never been, you know, a lot of conservatives were liberals before. I've never been, I've never been a leftist. Never once in my life. I've always been the same exact way. way. If anything, just now starting, you know, social media politics. I've realized, okay, you're not a conservative. Don't call yourself a conservative. I identify myself as a paleo-libertarian to, you know, distinguish myself from the Lulbergs, the woke libertarians, the people that run the LP Twitter account. I can't stand them, and I do not relate with them whatsoever. I am a radical individualist, capitalist. I just want to be left alone, and I definitely hate everything about wokeism. I like being controversial and saying what I think, so I don't want to be told what to say and what I can and cannot say, so I definitely reject anything to do with the woke mob.
0: Sure, sure. Well, first of all, it sounds like your dad's pretty based. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I'm. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of Ayn Rand only because I haven't really read a lot of Vine. J- just the disclaimer. Neither have
1: I. I'm a woman. I can't read. Yeah, so. you're not allowed
0: to read. Yeah, absolutely. No, right. I. I uh, no, I, I. I am. I just never. She wasn't on my journey to libertarianism. Uh, So I don't it's not that I don't like Ayn Rand. I just don't know a lot about Ayn Rand. I haven't read the Fountainhead or any of that shit, you know, and so um, but it's it's funny because anytime I start arguing with one of these leftists online, their first thing is like, why don't you go jerk off to Ayn Rand? I'm like, first of all, I've never even read Ayn Rand. Okay, so let's let's just start there. But uh, mine was more through like Murray Rothbard and and Ron Paul is I mean, Ron Paul is the. He's, he's granddaddy. I mean, without Raul Paul, yeah. most of us wouldn't be here at all.
1: Right, right. And I actually recently discovered Rothbard and um, Mises within like the past year. I love Ludwig von Mises so much. I named one of my guinea pigs after him, my little Ludwig the guinea pig. So yeah, I definitely have probably become more radicalized reading Rothbard, but everything he says just makes sense. And he's so quotable. Same with Mises. True. They're both so quotable. But yeah. I totally relate with that. So, did you come from the left? I
0: think no, so right? No, no. Oh no! So okay. Not, no, Thank I, was, God. I was a, I was a hardcore <laughs> neoconservative. Unfortunately, yeah, hardcore. And I, and so I, I joined the military. Even worse. I know. I, worse. The only thing worse than a leftist is a neocon. And so yep. I, I, uh, I, I joined the military right after 9-11. Um, and I you know I was going to fight the evil Terrorists that had attacked my Patriotism. country and Yeah, I was like yeah let's do this <laughs> um, and I was like You know at the time I thought we had been Attacked by Saudi nationals via Pakistan and I was going to fight These people in Afghanistan and this and that And then all of a sudden we're fighting in Iraq and I'm going what the fuck Am I doing in Iraq you know what I mean like why am I here And then I started realizing like well, this is All a big scam <laughs> you know what I mean And uh, so when I got out it, it, I got out in 2005 so this Is right before the like real Ron Paul Era you know and I was super jaded on the on the military industrial complex i was super jaded on uh the republican party especially just did not they were so bloodthirsty for war at this time and uh and so um then i found ron paul in 2007 i worked on ron paul's campaign in 2008 uh and then he actually endorsed me last year for chairman of the libertarian national committee so it was like this full circle thing um which was pretty crazy but you you, that
1: that, is awesome yeah yeah What, what or no, I, I
0: thought you were going to say something. So I no, but uh but yeah, I mean it, it was pretty it was pretty cool. But yeah, I've been I've been checking out your social media. I know you got a you got a pretty big TikTok presence. I I tried to get into TikTok. I really did. I think I got like 5500 followers on TikTok or something and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing good, you know." And this was during the beginning of the lockdowns. Uh, but I wasn't doing good. I wasn't really doing that great. But you're definitely controversial, especially when it comes to the, the anti-feminism uh, sentiment. Um, you know, there's a, there is a – I've noticed in the last year there's a much bigger push for traditional values, which I think is great. I think that the um, – you know, the trashing of the nuclear family and traditional values is not doing great things for this country. Of course, I'm also a libertarian. I don't believe in any kind of legislation against this bullshit or whatever. Um, I think that, that, that family values need to make a comeback. Um, if we want to see, you know, society become better than what it's been over the last decade. But what was it, what was it for you that kind of pushed you towards this anti-feminism sentiment and, and thinking that you needed to be controversial about it? Well,
1: I've always, even before social media, I've always hated feminists because they would be screaming in my face you know it's so i'm i'm only 22 but i'd always say to them i've been a girl my whole life i've never felt like it held me back at all if anything i felt like i've had way more privilege as being a girl but than being a man by far and even if it did hold me back like from getting a job or something i would take that as more of a motivation to get the job i would want i would love to be able to say Even though the cards were stacked against me, that I was so much better than everyone else in my competition that I still got the job. I don't want to get a job because, oh, we want to fill the woman slot. But the main reason I attack feminists so much is because they are my biggest, like, haters on TikTok. They leave me the most hate comments by far. I didn't realize how much people always would say TikTok is the most, like, toxic social media platform. And I didn't really understand that until I went on Instagram and Twitter which I uploaded like my first TikTok video, November, 2020. So pretty recently, and I didn't start doing Instagram until I was permanently banned from TikTok. I, since then have got my account back after harassing TikTok, but yeah. So I just, they're just so easy to get feminists. They're just so easy to get. And I always will promote like being a trad wife, which is really ironic because I'm pretty much the opposite of a, an aspiring trad wife. I don't want to have kids. I want to be selfish in my career. I'm like a vegan. I don't like any food. I don't like, I mean, I cook myself stuff, but no guy wants a vegan sandwich. Like, let's be real. But I just like, like to sit, troll people and I like to get people mad. And I think it's funny. And it, it's just ironic because it's so not who I am, but I can just make, make a joke about it. But if feminists are just, they're too easy to get, you know, it's kind of want a target, they freak out. You just want to keep hitting it. Yeah. I sure. can't help it.
0: No. And I get it. I, you know, I, I, I have a stay at home fiance uh who's raising seven children right now uh while I work full time and I do the show. So um I, I get you know if if people in the left find out about that, they'd be like, oh you're this and that and this and that. And it's like just shut up, dude. Seriously. It's like... just
1: feminism is such a contradiction. They don't want choice. I feel like it's even repetitive to even say this, but obviously they don't want females to choose how to live their lives, right? Because they will they will condemn your fiance, say, oh you're a stay-at-home mom ew, that's not, you don't want to have a, you don't want to devote your life to a corporate job. Guess what? I want to devote my life to a career, but I'm not going to shame another woman for wanting to be a stay at home mom. Part of the reason, if not the only reason why I don't really want to be a mother is because I want to be selfish with my career. And I know that I think children should have a mom to raise them at home. So I feel like it's not fair to them. But if I did have a husband that really wanted kids, I would, you know, just have kids. But I'm just saying, it's not something I personally like really strive for but yeah feminists they don't want you to have choice they want you to do exactly what they want they also are promoting weird things I see this on tiktok all the time girls dancing with armpit hair and it's a literal bush bigger like a bigger bush way more hairy than any male armpit hair i've ever seen in my life brushing it i'm not kidding like they're just brushing it half naked it's disgusting there's nothing positive about this and listen they can do what they want but it creates great content for me to react to, so I enjoy it.
0: Sure, sure, yeah. Much like the modern leftists uh, become Nazis when they meet a black conservative, it's the same for for uh, the the woke feminist movement when they meet somebody who wants to be a traditional uh, woman. I mean, if they immediately become like you know, uh, uh, basically like an ex- a religious extremist, M- these women must be stoned, you know. And it's like it's like, man, you guys are. Uh, really becoming the things you're hating here. I don't, I don't get it.
1: Projection. <laughs> They're always what they accuse everyone else of being. It's, I mean, with many things from the left. So
0: yeah, yeah. I think, uh, there, there was recently a, a TikTok that came out, um, of, a, a young black woman who went in pretty hard on Alyssa Milano about, um, you know, imagine having, uh, being black and, and being told by some you know rich white liberal that, uh, you, the, the only thing that matters is the color of your skin. And, and that's not the content or your, your character. And, uh, and then she called her a white nationalist and said, You don't have to be a white nationalist. And then it really started to make some sense to a lot of people, I think. Like, these people are the ones saying that you can't do things if you're a certain color or you're a certain uh, 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 sex or this or that. I don't, I don't know. I, I might get banned from YouTube for saying that. But um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I
1: mean, all. They want all these immutable characteristics to like define you and that nothing else you can do can overcome that. And it's it just, it's stupid. And obviously, it's not even reverse racism. It's just racism or it's sexism. It's everything that they accuse the other side of being. So,
0: sure. Yeah. It's absolutely. so
1: repetitive at this point.
0: So, let's let's talk a little bit about the Libertarian Party. Have you, are you actually a member of the Libertarian Party? You're not, right? You're all Lulberts Low-Bert, and you hate us, right?
1: No, no, no. I love the Mises Caucus people and the Libertarian Party. Those are like my people. I just changed my voter registration yesterday online. It's, it's going to take like three weeks because, you know, government bureaucracy, it has to take a while. But yeah, I've been talking to some people in um, the Connecticut Mises Caucus, and I'm very excited. I'm, you know, it's probable. it's most probable that Dave Smith will be running for president. So that I'm very excited for. There's no.
0: That's what they. That's what they say. That's what they say.
1: Fingers crossed, but there's no way I can support whoever runs as a Republican when Dave Smith is running. I mean I just don't disagree with any like everything he's ever said, I agree with. Sure. He just makes sense. So I'm very excited about that. And yeah, so I'm I will be registered at LP very soon.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. And the Connecticut uh the the Connecticut state party for for the the Libertarian Mises Caucus took like I wanna say they took like seventy five percent of the state party board uh at the last yeah, it was at the first
1: state. It was like the first day, I'm pretty sure that they got to turn. So yeah,
0: they were they were quick. those guys those guys are amazing, and their social media presence is amazing. Um, but we're taking over more and more now. and 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 I don't know if you know this, but I was like one of the original Mises caucus guys, right? like i oh, wow. I, I ran for chair uh, of the National Committee in two thousand and eighteen. The Mises Caucus was like a Facebook group with like fifty five people in it. and uh, and I was like, look, I'm a Mises guy a big time rothbard fan you know like i need your support i need your endorsement and uh you know i I essentially went to 40 states over the 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 next four years after that and um got to do a lot of cool things that you know with the mises caucus target on my back Um, and i helped build that platform so i'm i'm there's nothing cooler in in the party to me than the mises caucus taking over places like nevada which have just been horrendous (laughs)
1: amazing like it just it's it could not be like better that they took that over. I I really see like so much energy with the Mises caucus and it makes me very very excited for the future and that's why I talk a lot about it and just cuz I feel like there's no one that's no 22 year old girls are like Rothbardians. You know like there's like I'm very like I'm there's not many of me so I try to speak out a lot but yeah, I'm trying to spread it as much as I possibly can because these ideas just make sense. They're so like they're simple, they make sense, you know. These are things that I knew as a kid, you know, you don't steal from other people, you don't initiate violence upon other people. These are things that you your parents would tell you when you're a kid. I, I think I've heard Dave Smith say this before, but it just makes sense, you know. You don't need this complex political theory to make sense of this in this theoretical realm. It just makes sense. Don't initiate violence upon other people. It's simple, but somehow that is too much for many people.
0: Sure. And too much for our government. Certainly. And we, I mean, this, it really is, it's like the golden rule. It's the stuff we're taught as kids, uh, put into uh, uh, use in politics. And it it has always blown my mind that people don't understand it and don't get it. Um, But uh, yeah, so, so the modern Republican Party versus the Libertarian Party. I mean, the Libertarian Party, we're, we are the fastest growing party in the country. I mean, there's no doubt about it, especially since the Mises caucus became a thing. Um, but we were already kind of on that trajectory prior to that because of the Gary Johnson campaign in 2016, which was lackluster. And then Bill Weld, I mean, really just kind of ruined the whole ticket for me, at least. Um, but I didn't know a lot about Bill Weld at the time. And I didn't realize that he had been a Raytheon lobbyist and basically was, a, you know, one of those people who helped out a lot of war criminals. Um but, which is like the
1: biggest libertarian issue is anti-war. I feel yeah. like that's one of the most basic. I think Dave Smith says, and I love it, he goes, I don't have a purity test for being a libertarian. It's just being a libertarian. You know, it's right. like, kind of like makes you, with the woke libertarians kind of make me feel like, like that's why I have paleo libertarian in my bio because I want to differentiate from those woke libertarians because I just don't aden- identify with them whatsoever. These people will, you know, condemn the capital riots, which I'm not like pro-riot, but at least they were, people were actually attacking or not, or just going after the people that they were mad at versus BLM riots, you know, attacking innocent people and businesses that had nothing to do with their so-called grievances. But they, they didn't condemn those riots that lasted, you know, all year. But this one, they have to freak out when people attack the government, which libertarians are supposed to, you know, not love the government and kind of be pro-private businesses and private people and their private property. So very frustrating. They're so woke. And I, I just, I don't care to pretend to be woke and pretend to care about things that I don't want to or want to, you know, I just want to, I don't know. It's very annoying. And they definitely brand the libertarian party as badly because my conservative friends will call me a Lulberg. I'm not a Lulberg like at all, but it's very frustrating. Well,
0: So I, I like to, I like to, uh, call january 6th the uh unplanned guided tour of of the house of congress i mean that's essentially what it was it, it wasn't a real attack i mean
1: insurrection yeah
0: insurrection a bit terrible insurrection but uh um yeah so uh, getting back to the modern republican party i you know i i c- still consider myself conservative in many ways you know um when when did the republican because you were a Republican. You were. Yeah. When did the Republican party leave you?
1: (laughs) I would say, and kind of, it just kind of opened my eyes when I just got involved with social media politics on TikTok. It's like a big push. And this isn't like my issue. I'm not like, this is not my biggest issue, but I was so shocked to see so many young conservatives be so pro banning porn. And they'll, they'll kind of be like a leftist. And they'll say, Oh, you're not against banning porn. You're pro porn. And I'm like, no, I just don't think the government should make it illegal for consenting parties that are legal adults to do whatever they want, as long as they're not hurting anyone, they're consenting, whatever. And that just kind of opened my eyes, like, okay, the conservatives want the government to mandate morality just as much as the left does, maybe not to the same extent, but they do. And something that really came to my mind was, you know, most people would be fine having a dictator as long as it's their preferred dictator. And I don't, I don't want that. I want people to live their lives the way they do. You know, I think all drugs should be legal. You can destroy your life if you want to. That's fine. But, you know, in today's reality, we have a wealth, welfare state. I don't want to pay for your medical costs. So it's kind of, you know... I wouldn't really support it then, but principally, if I could ha- abol- abolish the welfare state and you're responsible for your own medical costs, and sure, ruin your own life if you want to. I also don't think the government making something illegal like I don't know how many people are saying I would try heroin, but it's illegal. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So, it just if I'm going to be logically consistent, it was it's impossible for me to be logically consistent and be pro capitalism, pro free markets, pro personal responsibility and individual liberty and people being able to do what they, what they want with their own private property and not have it stolen from them to be libertarian. And I'm almost like I'm this close to being an, like an ANCAP, but I, like, I don't think I can call myself that yet. But, I'm, you know, I listen primarily right now a lot to Michael Malice, Dave Smith, Tom Woods, and it's hard. To, and I read a lot of Rothbard. It's really hard to just I mean, I don't I've never heard anything they said that I've disagreed with. So I'll put it that way.
0: Sure, sir. I, I mean, I, you know, there was there was times in in Tom Wood's life where he was uh, uh, probably more neo-conservative. Neo-con. Yeah, I mean, even prior to that, I mean, you know, and and we we've all said things that we've probably changed our mind at at some point. But it's hard to listen to those guys today and disagree with anything they say. If you're if right. you're a, if you're a consistent libertarian who's consistent on all issues, it is very 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 hard. Um, but I know that a, for a lot of the people who came over from what, what you know, we like to call conservative or Republican Party, uh, a big thing for them in the Libertarian Party in the platform is the uh, abortion stance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that's, you know, every conservative or or. Very libertarian leaning conservative That I've ever talked to is like your abortion stance Is this and that and this and that but really it just Says that there's good faith arguments on both sides of the aisle when it comes to this and we don't Take a stance on it Um, and so uh, Where do you Stand on that and do you know how how Easy it is to change a Platform in the Libertarian Party
1: Well so abortion I do think I mean I know That an unborn fetus is is a life It is a life it's not I think it is You know the left likes to say you know, a lot of I, I hate when people I'm still like particular with language, like I don't even like to say I think it is. I know it is. OK. Science proves that science follow the science. But um, so this is a tough um, topic, obviously, because so in a world that there is a state. Right. Like, let's say there must be a government. I think the most primary the primary purpose of the government is to protect life. Life precedes liberty. You don't have the liberty to murder someone else. So if there is, if there is going to be an existing state, I, I do think abortion should be illegal. Now, it's difficult because then you, you go into the conversation of, do you lock these mothers up? Do you lock the doctors up? And, you know, that is tough because I don't like to lock people in cages. But I guess if, we're, if we agree that abortion is murder... Do you law? And if, if you do have a state, if you do have a government, now if you don't have a government, that's a whole another conversation. You know, you kind of let like the free, it's kind of a weird way to put it, but you can kind of let the free market decide to where it could be stigmatized, right? Like people will be naturally turned off by people that are murdering their own babies. So you don't really need the government to put, lock people up. But, You know, I do personally say I'm pro-life because I do recognize that it is a life. And if we have a state, we have a government right now in the reality of things. So I think the most primary purpose of the government is to protect life. And you can't infringe on... it's to protect liberty. Like someone else cannot infringe on your liberty to do what you want. And obviously if someone murders you anytime, but before you even get a chance to come out the womb and live your life, and that's obviously infringing on your liberty. So what's your stance on that?
0: I'm also, I'm very, I'm personally pro-life for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, uh, the, and like I said, the Libertarian Party is is the platform specifically states that there's good faith arguments on both sides of the aisle and blah blah blah. I happen to believe with your sta- uh, uh, agree with your stance that you know life be- begins at conception and um uh and so I go back and forth on how I would like it you know legislated you know and and I've never really pushed for abortion legislation, but then again I when there is some that comes up I it doesn't really make me lose any sleep like like I, I'm much like. Dave Smith. When it comes to the topics like anti-war, anti-fed, anti-drug war, these are the three things that are hurting us more than anything else in this country. Uh, it needs to be shut down right away. All that other stuff we can we can worry about later. And I think that's probably one of my biggest problems with the woke libertarians is that their first issues are always these woke social issues. And I'm like, you realize the biggest social issue, just or social justice issue of our of our entire lives is the killing of brown people overseas. Every single day. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. The fact that we're we're not talking about in, the fact that in lieu of talking about that, you're talking about uh, what gender can use the bathroom and what, what you know what I mean. It's like it's like it's it's not even comparable, and it's ridiculous that we're having this argument all the time. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit what gender uses which bathroom, but I really want to end the wars first.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And they they'll frame the whole drug war on you know racism, you know mass incarceration of um, black Americans, whatever. And I'm like, no, how about mass incarceration of individual human beings for doing drugs or whatever that it's their own liberty to do as long as they're not infringing or hurting someone else why do you care why are we locking people why is it the moral thing to lock people up in cages for who god knows how long for doing drugs you know i think it's stupid so yeah i hate how they frame that argument as it's all about race i don't give a crap about race it's an individual human being should not be locked in a cage for doing drugs
0: sure I might disagree with you a little bit there a little bit this okay. might be where we diverge a little i the drug Interesting. War, the drug war was definitely started for racist reasons there's no doubt about that whatsoever and in, in the 70s i agree uh the the crack epidemic uh was that was pushed the you know they they really focused on that as opposed to the cocaine aspect of of things because the white people were using cocaine rich you know wealthy white people and poor black people were using uh crack and so if you actually look at the disparities between um crack sentencing and cocaine sensing you could see that it was a direct attack on certain communities now i'm not saying that that's the only reason the drug war continues today okay i understand that there's but there there's definitely and and the same with the gun gun legislation you know there was were jim crow, crow laws uh designed to keep Weapons out of the hands of blacks in America. Definitely a racist thing that continues to this day. Um, and 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 I think that it really, if you look at the impact that it's had on those communities in America by taking the, the father out of the home, putting them in jail, uh, making tons of fatherless children around the country, you can kind of see where what they did was kind of purposely, but I, I don't think that it's. I don't think it continues only for those reasons today. I think that it's just been so written, so heavily written into legislation. And to me, when 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 systemic race, racism is is um you know touted, that's what I think of as systemic racism, right? Not not that like some some guy down the street doesn't want to you know hang out with somebody else. I don't give a shit about any of that thing. And if you're a consistent libertarian, uh, freedom of association. Should be a big deal for you. I mean, you really, you really don't. We don't care at all whatsoever about who you want to spend your time with, right?
1: Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like those are historical facts. I'm not denying those facts. I'm just saying the way I would talk about these situations is not. I just hate framing everything in the race, racial lens, and any other like any identity group lens. I really conservatives are even getting into identity politics. I really can't stand it. Hi kids, do you like
0: violence? down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's Tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over.
1: But I, like I said, I'm a radical individualist. Like my problem with mass incarceration is not because it targets certain Races, but because we're locking individual human beings in cages for doing drugs that's my issue with it like and i'm not denying the historical fact that it was started to purposely lock way more black americans up in prison than you know white americans based on the different um drug sentencing we both had trouble with that word sentencing um issues but yeah so that's just i just don't like the messaging of it i hate all the woke messaging and it's like so obvious to cater to a certain group and i do agree though with the fatherless homes marrying um um single mothers to the government, you know, I learned a lot, a lot about that in a family law class um, in college. And it just makes it's really messed up, you know, they would get more money and from the government if there was no father or even male figure living in the home. So it really just incentivizes these mothers not to have a father in the home. And obviously, when you um, subsidize a certain behavior, it, you'll get more of it when you tax it, you'll get less of it.
0: Sure. and and by the way we're we're trying to normalize calling jails violent rape cages so if you could from now on use that term that's that's a good that's I a good
1: like one. that I like that a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. Perfect. When
0: you, t- when you talk to people about criminal justice reform, because this country does need criminal justice reform, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we, need to, we need to understand that we're locking. 75% of the people we're putting into these violent rape cages are being locked there for nonviolent crimes uh, with no victim, drug charges. I mean, there's still people sitting in, in prison right now for life, for weed, for weed, for life with no other charges whatsoever just tra- drug trafficking weed and, and it's like now some some fat rich guy in california is making millions of dollars off it every single year legally you know what i mean so
1: it's it's appalling and somehow these people are okay you know that this is another big thing so i'm curious to see your stance on this with cops
0: oh just, man i'll throw I, that out there i uh am definitely anti-militarization of the police um big time i think and and when i had amy so i had amy lapore on the show who's who is um the the uh, owner of of uh anthemplanning.com which is one of the executive producers of the show um, and they're an emergency crisis planning company right for for your business or your home or whatever and she wrote uh, uh, uh basically this this huge paper about um local government's you know how they run and what they're doing wrong and one of the big things that she said is local governments are preparing for the war on terrorism against their own communities i mean that's essentially what they're doing they now view us as the terrorists and that is probably one of the scariest things i've ever heard in my life because you know anytime you get pulled over you know you could you could it could turn into this big thing and now i've i've had you know times where i've been pulled over and I was perfectly cordial, very nice, and the cop was very cordial and very nice. And then it's I've had because you're white. Well, yeah. Well, there's okay. also there's also times where I've been pulled over and I've been perfectly cordial and very nice, and the cop has been a giant asshole, very aggravated, trying to get like basically seemed like he was trying to get me to say things like that would give him the opportunity to get me out of his call out of my car. And, stuff. You. and I'm going, hey man, this isn't how shit works in this country. Like this is not, you know, I'm innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, I was doing five miles an hour over the speed limit. Give me my ticket, and let me fucking go, right? Um, but. But, but, you know, there is this – I go back and forth on it. Like, I, I'm not – a police stand like I'm not a thin blue line guy at all I I've been uh pretty heavily vocally uh, vocal about the fact that I think we need to uh roll back a lot of the militarization of the of the police in this country it's not a good idea that some little small town in Iowa starts getting MRAPs and stuff like that that's not needed and it's really just to show um that they have force and at the end of the day you know one of the biggest and and this is probably the, the problem I have with conservatives and Republicans the most um, and, and and it's just as bad for the liberals and, and, the, and the left and I've said this a bunch of times on the show but you know the Republicans are, are pro-police state right I mean they are literally pushing for a police state all the time and they don't understand that those police are the same ones that are going to come take their guns when Joe Biden starts handing down executive orders but the left does the same shit they want to defund the police they want to get rid of the police right but they need the police to enforce all the shitty laws and regulations that they want to that they want out there. And so it's like each side is working against their own interests. They should really they should flip. The left should become pro police. The conservatives should say, "Hey, we need to defund the police and get rid of these, you know." And I think that that's probably over the last year one of the biggest red-pilling moments for, for for people was what's been going on with the police state in the United States. And even, and furthermore, in Canada, if you're watching what's going on in Canada, um, that's a couple days away from what we're going to be facing here in many states, you know?
1: Yeah, you no, know, I, I completely agree. And, you know, the conservatives will back the blue no matter who, like, does not matter. You know, these are our heroes. And again, I'll judge people based on who they are as individuals. So I've actually never even had a run-in with a cop in my life Besides, maybe like just cross cross a road, but like it doesn't matter. Um, You gotta. I don't like the argument when cops are like, "Oh, we're just enforcing the laws." Well, you're not supposed to be enforcing unconstitutional laws. You have like a constitutional duty to make sure that your citizens that are paying your salary are being able to live their lives. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you should not be upholding these unconstitutional laws. And you know, just just orders of these, right, because a lot of people think that the biggest threat comes from the federal government. Well, what about the state and local governments, which we really have seen the threat of that during COVID. So, you know, I completely agree with you. And I, I pretty much, I roll my eyes when conservatives are just like, oh, thin blue line, like blue lives matter. And I'm like, of course, lives matter, whatever. I hate all the lives matter things. It's all so stupid. Like lives matter. How about human lives matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah, imagine We don't um need to keep
0: Imagine being a conservative and holding up a thin blue line flag while the police are watching BLM ruin your property.
1: Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, we're, we pay their salary. They don't do anything. They don't protect your private property. And we're supposed to, like, get on our hands and knees and be like, thank you so much for your service. And, like, if we were to protect our own selves and our private property, we'd probably go to jail.
0: Oh, easily yeah especially a lot of states i mean not not every state has some states have laws against that kind of stuff like i mean you know if you're protecting your property or your home or your life and you kill somebody like that's okay here in iowa you can't you can do that missouri there's there's some states where that's fine but um yeah it it really it really just it's a shocker and i'll tell you what i will financially support the police out of my own wallet when they all stand up to the government and say we will no longer uh, enforce your unconstitutional laws any longer, I, I will literally go on record and be like, I'm buying a thin blue, light, uh, a thin, thin blue line flag, right? Because because that's what that's what they were supposed to do. They took an oath to do that. Uh, you know, military members take an oath to do that. National National Guard takes an oath to do that. So when the National Guard and the and the police stand up to big government and tell them, hey, we are no longer enforcing your Fifty thousand uh, unconstitutional laws against free people in this country anymore. I will personally support them with my own money, but not a day sooner. I promise.
1: Yeah, that would be the like the most patriotic thing that the cops or national guard would ever do. Like that is a true sign of patriotism. Patriotism is not just you know doing whatever the the government is telling us to do and just dealing with um, all these crazy mandates. And, you know, in New York city, all the businesses and restaurants and bars have to close at 12 AM and usually they're open to like 4 AM. And that's just crazy that what COVID can attack you after 12 a, like suddenly it's dangerous. It just makes no sense and not that it has to make sense because no one cares about logic anymore. And you know, logic is literally racist. So.
0: Yeah. Logic and uh, you know, taking vitamins is, is a conspiracy theory and, uh, it's really crazy. Let's talk more about this COVID thing. So it's it's been so crazy to me because there's been some crazy flips, right? Like the left is now pro-corporation because of COVID. Right. I mean, they are that when them asking all these small businesses to shut down or asking the government to shut down all these small businesses, while things like Walmart and Target and and um, Amazon, Amazon thriving and, yeah are thriving. I mean, Amazon's like what tripled, Growing. tripled their profits or yeah. something like that. And 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 the left is cheering this on. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and the right is now like in favor of holistic medicine and like, like all this stuff that they've never been red pilled on before. Um, I mean, what, what have you seen? Have you seen a lot of crazy stuff uh, coming from where you came from uh, during the COVID times?
1: I mean, not, I like don't go out much. So I didn't even know like what was open and what was closed. Cause I'm not really, I, I like to be by myself. So not personally, but I totally agree with you that the left is completely embracing all these corporations. And now you kind of see people from the right, and I think it's misguided, but they're kind of hating on corporations where they're like, we need the government to step in and tell these big tech a huge thing. We need to have them break up these big tech monopolies. And I think conservatives are completely misguided on that. I do think it's a problem, but involving the government more than they already are involved is not going to help anything. Sure to help the conservative what they want, you know, more voices on these social media platforms. The sad truth is, and I know I kind of strayed away from your question, but the sad truth is, and I know conservatives hate to hear it and they'll be like, oh, libertarians will say, build your own platform. I'm sorry that the conservatives and people more right-wingers don't ever make anything of their own. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. The left is genius. They're always on offense. They're always building and innovating new things. They're always strategic and planning. That's the only way that their evil ideas ever can flourish. So, we just need to be doing our own things more and we need to be relying on ourselves more not relying on other platforms and other stores and other things like that for our day-to-day needs. So what's your uh, thoughts on big tech? Cause that's uh, a very interesting conversation.
0: I, I, I hate big tech. Um, I, 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 I sit on both sides of the line here, right? Like I do believe that private companies should have the opportunity to do whatever the hell they want when they want as long as they're not harming people you know physically and um but at the same time so if you if you really want to fix this issue what you need to do is stop subsidizing these big tech companies through through our tax money and so um you know to me these aren't private companies i mean facebook twitter uh youtube these google they have taken so much tax money from us right at this point we own part of their company you know what I mean so yeah. so, so for me it's a it's a little different I think I, I don't think that the, I don't think we need the government to step in I think what they need to do is pay back all the tax money that they've used because they're kicking the people who have helped keep them afloat off their platform um, and the government needs to get the hell out of big tech completely and uh, I think I think that you know once those regulations are gone and once that help is gone those aren't going to be monopolies anymore You know what I mean? There's going to be I could not agree more. Right, someone like Elon Musk is going to step up and be like, "Whoa, I can do this stuff without the government fucking with me." Okay, cool. You know what I mean? And then, and then you know, Jordan Peterson was trying to do it with his uh, his social media site. I don't really know what's going on with that. I I think I get like random updates in my email about it because I had signed up for it during the beta, but. It's you know it's it, nobody ever really follows through is the problem and I've I've used some other great yeah. websites like Parlor's pretty good about some things Minds is okay Miwi is okay um but it's like our you know we need somebody that's gonna step up and be like we're gonna create a real like easy to use user interface that's gonna be much better than Twitter much better than YouTube or Facebook and and Odyssey is doing really good you know if you, I don't know if you're familiar with Odyssey yet we no I'm not so Odyssey is like a YouTube um. Kind of type platform uh, But it runs on crypto You can like donate crypto to people It's it's this token called library LBRY um, I'm on there right now and, and in fact if you sign up with them And you have over 300 followers on your or uh, Subscribers on your YouTube It will automatically sync your YouTube videos To your Odyssey So you don't even have to upload them there Now they're doing live streaming I, I was uh, uh Lucky enough to get into the beta for the live streaming, but it doesn't work with restream yet, so I got to stick where the the monetization is for now. Um, but I, I think that that I think in the next ten years we're gonna start seeing a lot more uh, like liberty based. Uh, uh, Tech companies popping up Because there's a spot in it for the market And we are market capitalists I mean we see the need for it We see that there's large swaths of people in this country That need an alternative to these Tyrannistic uh, social media platforms So um, I don't agree entirely that they should be able to do whatever they want because they have taken so much tax money from us. Um, but they are private. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like the mom and pop store down the street that, uh, you know, saved all their money, their entire lives and created their little mom and pop spot and they're doing well. And, and now they're saying, Hey, I don't want this person in my store. You know, this is a company that has taken millions and millions of dollars from the, the United States taxpayer and is now kicking those same people off the, off their platform. So.
1: Right. And they hide under Section 230, which is a whole nother complicated thing, which was originally um, passed to kind of promote free speech because it said, "Okay, these big tech companies, you will not be liable for what people post on your platforms, which makes sense because, you know, they would have an an incentive to, you know, censor people because they don't want to be liable for the crazy things that their users say. So it does make sense. But of course, these big tech platforms have abused it because they act as publishers while they get the same protections as being a free speech platform and where they don't have to, where they are supposed to be not censoring anyone because they are not supposed to be liable. So that's a whole another conversation, very complicated. But, you know, I, I totally agree with you. And I do think that a person that could, you know, we hear rumors that Donald Trump's going to be starting something, he is someone that I really do see actually getting how to make a social media platform that people want to use. Because I'll be honest, I don't like Parler, don't like Gab, I just don't. It sucks because it's like, put your money where your mouth is, go support these other platforms. And I've tried, but I just, I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. And I think Trump could really launch a great social media app because he really, like, even though he's a billionaire, he somehow can like... Relate with the common man, you know, he's I feel like I could talk to him and normal conversation does not matter And I really think that he would understand how to make a social media and put them in like get the right people around him too Like it's not just him. He's not the, just the genius, but he'll find good people to help create it So I really hope that's actually happening. Sure. I don't know Yeah.
0: That. I, hey, I definitely get on it. Look Twitter got a lot more boring when they kicked Trump off I'm not gonna lie. Like I wasn't a Trump supporter. I didn't vote for Trump uh, in fact, 2016 was what really forced me to the Libertarian Party. Um, but I, I will say that Tw- Twitter has gotten much more boring without Trump. His uh, his inflammation of the left was one of the funniest things to watch uh, over the, the last. The ultimate day. troll. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the that, ultimate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, we we it literally was the troll in chief. I mean, that's really what he was. Uh, obviously, I, I'm not a fan of his policies at all. Uh, I think I think it was a lot of missteps. I think he did a couple of good things here and there too. I think. Um, you know, letting go of some of the regulation on businesses. Uh, some of the tax cuts were pretty good, um, but you know, we continued the wars. A lot of people say he's the most libertarian president in our lifetime because he didn't start any wars, but it's like he didn't stop any wars. What a
1: low standard! What yeah. a low standard we have. Like he didn't start a war. Wow, wow, that's our standard. Okay.
0: Yeah, but I, you know, I, I look at. I'm probably so, so. Um, I I consider. Big tech, especially the social media companies, um, to be part of the cathedral, right? Um, you mm-hmm. know, it, when the cathedral was written about initially, it was it was not about the big tech companies. Um, but for me, I, I include the big tech companies. You know, do you know much about the cathedral? That term, the cathedral.
1: Yes, yes, I do, and I totally agree with you. It definitely they've definitely become a huge part of the cathedral.
0: Sure, I mean you can't look at what's going on in today's society and not see the government the social media companies, and and uh, higher education, and, yep. the, and the mainstream media. Mainstream
1: media, yeah, corporate mean, press, as Michael Malice calls them. Yeah, yes. they're,
0: they're totally working together in tandem to run a political narrative in this country. And um, you see it with COVID, you see it with elections, you see it with all this stuff. I mean, it's it's just no way to get around the fact that they are pushing their own narrative on social media platforms, so.
1: It's hard. It's hard to see like, the light at the end of the tunnel with all this, right? It kind of just feels like they've taken over everything. And I just feel like I'm like a lone voice out in the dark, just kind of saying things here and there. And I don't, I don't know. Do you have much hope? I, I, I I'm not saying I'm black pilled, you know, I'm not black pilled. I haven't lost all hope, but it's, it's hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel right now.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, I like to describe myself as gray pilled. I know that's not a thing, uh, but I, you're on a, you're on the spectrum. Yeah, I'm definitely on some kind of spectrum. There's no doubt about non-binary, that.
1: Non-binary. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah, it's a non-binary spectrum for me. No, I, I so i I've been working with the Libertarian Party pretty hardcore for over four years now. I've sat on the, this is my second term on the Libertarian National Committee. I'm an at large representative. I've run for chair twice. I was going to run for chair a third time, but then I decided, you know, with seven kids, it was too much. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm endorsing Angela uh, Angela McCardle. I think she's going to be a wonderful chair. I've worked really closely with her on the California State Board. Uh, she's amazing. But after four years of working with the Libertarian Party, it's hard to be completely white pilled. You know what I mean? It it really is. And so um, I have a lot of hope with the Mises Caucus, obviously, and the, and and I think the most white pilling thing that I've had happen over the last four years is the full sweep of the Nevada board. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't get any better than that. Uh, I've yeah, no,
1: I totally agree. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, they they've been such a thorn in my side for so long. I mean, anytime I've I've been talking to anybody who wasn't in the Libertarian Party but considered themselves a Libertarian, and I'm saying, hey, why don't you join the Libertarian Party? They're like, look at Nevada, man, look at it, look. at I can't do it. Look at this. And so now that they're now out it's like, yeah,
1: it, yeah, look at it, yeah. look at it, look at it now. Look at Nevada, Nevada now. Yeah, I totally Nevada, agree. Nevada. It, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I saw a lot of with you know the recounts and well, I don't even know if there's a recount in Nevada, but the whole election stuff i thought it was nevada but i guess it's nevada i know i saw a tiktok that was Nevada those votes up <laughs> so i don't know
0: i yeah we it's call stupid. it on the west coast we call it nevada i mean it's just, okay i think a lot of people on the on the east coast call it and in the south call it nevada i don't know uh it's it's kind of the oregon oregon thing too like it,
1: potato, potato potato
0: yeah a lot of states
1: potato is way more fun to say
0: it is it is more fun but it just sounds weird like i'm gonna go get my potato gun like that just doesn't sound as cool as your <laughs> potato gun you know so uh so so what's next for you? What do you what do you got coming up?
1: Well um I will be so I still live in Connecticut. I will be moving to New York City. Um I will be I can't give too many details out now yet, but I will be having like a show with one of my friends who's more of a populist Republican. And that will be interesting because we agree on a lot, but there's obviously a lot of fundamental disagreements. So I kind of see the show as going like a Rothbard, Pat Buchanan type thing where we obviously have an alliance, but we have some differences, but yeah. So I'm just, you know, trying to build up social media and ranting a lot on Twitter, trolling a lot on Twitter, but yeah, that's pretty much it for now. I am, graduating college this month so I'll be done with my undergraduate degree in political science what a waste of my time (laughs) but yeah that's pretty much all I got now I'm pretty much I'm open to anything right now so I'm gonna get involved with the Mises caucus and the libertarian party um I was talking to someone about possibly becoming a delegate I would love to do that so I definitely want to get involved with that and help do as much as I can to help get Dave Smith as far as we possibly can
0: if he runs. If if he runs if, if. Dave, I almost got Dave to announce on my show. I had him. I had him on my show a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was like, Dave, uh, are you going to run for president? What that. Is He's like, hey, Josh, whoa, buddy. I'm like, I don't know. We keep hearing this thing, you know. Um, but this now that they're pushing Michael Malice as press secretary, I mean, oh just, my god, could you imagine Michael Malice as press secretary in the White House?
1: The best thing, like he, there's no one more fit for that job than Michael Malice. That would be the best thing and to ever happen to me. I don't even care if I get married, have kids. That would be the best thing to ever happen to me. I'm
0: pretty sure journalists would quit journalism.
1: That would be the end of journal. That's how we destroy journalism. That's exactly. Simple.
0: The, listen, so beautiful. Listen, guys. If you listen, if Dave, if Dave Smith decides to run for chair, you have to vote for him so we can get Michael Malice as the press secretary and probably Scott Horton as as uh, uh you know the secretary of defense i mean this is this is these are good things right but but could you imagine michael malice and a room full of blue checks in person right it'd be the most beautiful thing you guys have to do it we have this has to be the, the the number one campaign uh point for dave smith is michael malice as press secretary
1: seriously seriously that's a great angle oh that would be so perfect yeah. i so perfect it's too be like too beautiful to even imagine
0: oh, it would just be amazing michael if you're listening because i know michael watches all of my shows I, I know he doesn't but uh if you're watching we're praying for you buddy we're praying for you yeah
1: we are praying for you <laughs> we definitely are sending all the good prayers out for you we're doing and great it's for the common good of america and the world
0: exactly we're doing great we're doing great so we're hey we're we're coming to the end of this thing pretty much all the questions i have for you where can the people find you at isabel
1: so on Twitter, it's just at Isabel O'Reilly US, and then on TikTok and Instagram, it's at Isabel O'Reilly USA. Yeah, it's too long for Twitter; it's very annoying. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a YouTube channel, but I've only uploaded two TikToks there. So hopefully, more will be coming there soon. You'll get there. So yeah, you know, it took me. You know, I'll it, get there. I,
0: I started my YouTube channel in like 2006. So. Oh,
1: okay, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better
0: <laughs> Yeah, I started my channel, and like, I, I was playing in bands and stuff And I'm like, alright, we're going to upload videos for my bands and this and that And then uh, I didn't do anything for a long time And then I started my podcast in the beginning of 2020 As an audio-only podcast And I was putting out on an RSS feed But I was going to put on YouTube too I put one video on YouTube And then didn't do anything with it for a year until I started the show So it's uh it's. it's You're killing it We're doing okay, we're doing okay We hit like 2,400 subscribers today so we're, we're that's doing awesome. Okay. That's awesome. But hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I definitely look forward to what you can do and, and what show you're going to have soon. And uh, just keep praying that Michael Malice becomes press secretary.
1: I will. Thank you so much for
0: having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, guys, another awesome show. Isabella's cool. You guys can definitely go follow her. Uh, Check out her TikTok. We need more libertarians on TikTok. I've been saying this for a long time. We need to flood TikTok with Liberty videos because it's just completely controlled at this point by the leftists still. And we can fix that uh, just by taking it over. Uh, But anyways, let's check out some sponsors. We got Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door uh, use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, toplobsta.com, the man, the myth, the legend go there, use BTC at checkout. He's got amazing shirts. If you're a supporter of our war against the check marks, you can get this awesome tower gang merch there. Um, BTC, like I said, BTC at checkout, you get a 10% discount. Of course, AnthemPlanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Um, Day after tomorrow on Friday, we're going to have Monica Perez from the Prop uh, propaganda, uh, propaganda Report on. That's going to be an awesome show. I look forward to talking about all of the American propaganda with her. Uh, but until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Have to explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and the frame. But I just spent it in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So when you find you commit, I'm not an excuse. Cause I just meant in Minecraft. What is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate for, Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we'll make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft Girl, nothing, I mean, you know it Don't try to get us to close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm falling.